Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. I'm bewildered by our new technology. We are uh, completely remote now. Um, I can't, Samantha said, no more Bobbies in our house. And now, so we split up and uh, we're doing it all remote. But that gives us some abilities that we did not have before. Um, I believe uh, Christian can give me bunny ears at any time in the video. And uh, I don't know. What else did we, what else can we do, Christian? You're not boiling inside of a room, inside your garage. That's true. Or or freezing. Yeah. The more and, temperature regulation. Yeah. And now you don't have to worry about a heathen holding a mouse the incorrect way uh, in your house, you know? Yeah. Through the entire podcast. I had to put up with that through the entire podcast every season. Every It gives me nightmares. Dude, I was there for one day once and I still have nightmares <laughs> for it. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, Bobby holds his mouse in a claw faction, faction <laughs> sounds um, cool i would like everybody who listens to send in pictures of how they hold their mouse and we'll see who the you're asking for are. some dangerous pictures man <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get that. literal mice being held good you don't you don't know our fans they're so weird but we love you so what billies did we get Christian, what can we do? Well, it won't show up on the live show, but basically we're using Riverside, so that lets us record all the audios locally. So even though it's a remote show, it should still sound like everyone's in the room. Also, it's just easier to communicate over Riverside. Discord does this weird thing where it like chops off what you're saying as soon as you start speaking. But Emilio, if you were to start talking now about you know your love for, uh, I don't know, something you love, smashing rocks... Uh, we could, Rocks. Yeah, we could talk at the very same. Smashable. Exactly. And it's more of like yeah, so a, fluid. a great flow. So that's what we're hoping to do here. But uh, still in test. So sorry if anything yeah. fucks up. We're still if, figuring stuff out. And the audio quality is going to get better. So I've already ordered some more uh, hardware. You know, I, I figure I'm building a whole new computer. Why not throw in a uh, USB audio interface, new mic? Why not? So uh, my audio is definitely going to improve. And we're going to work on improving everyone's audio in their space so it should sound a lot better as we figure this out a little bit more but yeah Amelia's paying for everything by the way (laughs) it'll also open us up to more things like having guests on remote guests and um and uh, a few other things that uh, we we have yet to figure out but i I think it's going to be good it's going to be a lot more flexible if you haven't figured it out yet, Bobby has actually won the lottery and so he's just buying it all. He went from not buying a 99 cent game uh to buying thousands of dollars of equipment. So Bowling. good good on him. You open the floodgates. This is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> he's going, he's going from a one bedroom studio apartment to a two bedroom studio apartment. Yeah. Hey man, that's goals, you know. That's good. In it San is. Diego, it's about 10 million dollars. Mhm. Right. Video games, anyone? Yeah, let's talk about those things, man. Well, first, I want to take a moment uh, for anybody that is listening to uh, just keep an eye open. I'm going to be creating a poll today and posting it in a DLG con planning channel on Discord. And so this is, uh, you know, it's about that time. We're thinking DLG con probably in the fall. Like uh, I would get, I'm going to put in the poll as well, what month would work best. And so we're going to, we want to hear from the community. We want to hear you guys, what you guys think, where you want to be, what's important to you. Do you just want to party and have fun at the house? Maybe, you know, catch up on some sleep because the kids are are a lot. So you just want to nap and hang out with your bros or do you want to go up and hit out the town? So I am putting together a poll. And so just keep an eye out for that. We're going to get DLGCon uh, planning started and going and it's going to be exciting this year as it is every year. (laughs) 
It's going to be pretty dope. For audio listeners, you didn't get to see Emilio's butt as he got a drink from the refrigerator. But everyone That's, else. <laughs> if, if nothing else brings all the boys to the yards, it will be my butt to come see it. <laughs> this new setup, you really get a peek into the personal lives here. It's going to be That's Riverside for slash personal butt. <laughs> Speaking right. of butts, you know who doesn't have a butt is uh, Phantom. What is that all about? Um, so we're on the radar <laughs> and uh, wow, you destroyed that whole thing. All right. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> we're on the radar and, uh, those are games that are come to our attention, but we have not played. Um, that is Phantom Brigade and, uh, that's by Pyronical. And I've, yeah, I've got a lot of things on my radar cause my, uh, highlights is pretty weak cause I don't play video games cause I have no time. Um, but. I was pretty excited about uh, a lot of games from our Discord, uh, which is also called, we have a section called On the Radar, where you can post uh, things that you're excited about, so that maybe we can become excited about them as well. So uh, Pyronical put this up, and yeah, the, like I said, the game is called Phantom Brigade, and it's a mech combat game. Um, that has a lot of customization. It's almost like you can't make a mech game without uh, swapping out pieces and parts. If you did, I'd just be like, yeah, I don't want it, you know? So that you have to have that part. And then second of all, it's a turn-based tactics game. And um, you, they have this um, way of playing it where I guess you, the idea is, and it's in the storyline, that you have a technology to see a couple of seconds into the future. So you get to see what the enemy's going to do, and then you react to that. Um, and you can, and then you'll play it out, and then you know it'll it'll play out the little bit of battle, whatever five seconds, and then then the whole process starts over. And yeah. then you you can go and actually look at you can go back to that five seconds or whatever it is ten seconds, and and scrub through it and look for how the enemy's uh, reacting to certain things that you're doing and stuff. So uh, every segment of action can be, you know, uh, reviewed and fast forward, all that stuff. So you can actually see how effective you're being and stuff like that. Also, um, the upgrades of your parts uh, are scavenged from your enemies. So the less you beat them up, the more intact parts you get. So you might want to like punish them until the point where the the um, the pilot ejects, and then you're left with the full mech. So uh, you know you want to destroy, but not destroy too much. So that a uh, whole bunch of good stuff in this game. Uh, it's 85% right now. It's having a 1.0 release. I think it just came out of early access. So they're having a 1.0 release uh, sale, which is 20% off, which I believe is like. Oh, there's 24, uh, bucks. 24 bucks. I might be picking this up, but like I said, my gameplay, it's really picking up at work, so I don't have a ton of time. And uh, yeah, but man, it's on my wish list. This looks dope. It does like, look up super good. It, it does yeah, look I love good. tactical RPGs, and this looks really sick. I love too that, like, yeah, you can scrub and go back and then kind of like see in real time, in a sense, of going back in time to kind of change your decision and move forward from there. And that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of good ideas all implemented in the same game. 
I like the idea of mech games, but I have yet to really get into one. This is the hopefully, one, Bobby. Hopefully the one that uh, Armored Core, a.k.a. the guys uh, who made um, Elden Ring and the Dark Souls series from software are making El- uh, Armored Core again, and it's been like a fucking decade. And it's like they're promising it's going to be like the best mech game of all time. It's a very fast paced, but also a game that you can play pretty slow as well, depending on what kind of mech you make. So you can be like a little fly that like bounces around and shit, or you can just be like the super slow tank. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, what, who's next? I mean, do we have? We don't really have a set order, but I will talk about some major news that was released today, of all things. Um, today being oh shit, fifth of February. Um, so. Richard Lewis, who's known for like following Valve and you know getting leaked information and a bunch of stuff like that, is announcing Counter-Strike 2 is coming out and that the beta most likely will be coming out this month in itself. Um, some other details that, was, that were revealed was that they're getting 128 tick servers, which are really important when it comes to like responsive times and things like that when it, um, for Counter-Strike, which is also like, you know, a Twitch shooter in the sense that people play professionally and you got to be pretty accurate. Um, people are a- asking for the game to have Valorant's um, anti-cheat software, uh, but they're saying that eventually the game will get Faceit um, services, which is like an external matchmaking service that apparently punishes cheaters and then also matches cheaters with other cheaters on purpose, mm. um, which is interesting. Um it's going to be weird to see Counter-Strike 2, especially running on the Unreal 2 engine, which came out in 2015. And the only it's going to be weird s- to see a Counter-Strike game without cheaters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully that shit works, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would love to play Counter-Strike again, especially in a new atmosphere with new guns and stuff like that. Because I think if they do release Counter-Strike 2, I think it's going to be the same base game, but they're going to change some of like the guns and things like that. So it's going to be interesting. Man. Um, but wow. yeah, not, you know, no, no screenshots, no video or anything. This is just stuff that got leaked and it's got reported on Reddit and Twitter and all that and all over the place. Um, funny enough, fucking Forbes has it on their, on their website. Damn. So, um, yeah, that's what I got for this week for on the radar. Can we get a, uh, can we get a confirmation that's on Forbes Christian? Cause yeah. Hey Nick, you should kind of be our gossip, our video game gossip guy. Cause like it, we, everybody expects you to be wrong anyway. You know? <laughs> no, I have the link in the, uh, in the show notes. So yeah, it's there. <laughs> all right, awesome. It's in the show notes. Uh, all right. You know, I just want to point out too, before we move on that uh, I'm noticing in Riverside that we're using, we're all using our, our Christian names here, except for one person who uh, is using the stream name. <laughs> well, when your name is Lauro, <laughs> and then Emilio Secondary, like uh, you go with the cooler sounding one. I don't even think it like, sounds good, actually. You know what I realized? that That's the male version of Laura, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Correct. It just occurred but, to me the other day. But very uncommon, dude. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah yeah even in mexico it's just like this I've is some deep lore one. dude i didn't know i mean emilio's name. mom used to have a really uncommon first name as well like you're talking like levels of first name like margaret you know like no one names her kid margaret anymore yeah. and things yeah. like that well my girl my girlfriend has a name like that <laughs> <laughs> old lady names like barbara yeah. <laughs> like babs before when we were setting up riverside uh bobby joined the session 
And uh, then he quickly left, and I was like, oh, there must be a problem. And then he rejoined, and his screen name was something like XOXO sexy hunk underscored XX. But when he joined, he didn't say anything. He just had, like, this half grin on his face. Like, he was waiting <laughs> for everyone to fucking know. <laughs> it was the greatest fucking prank that Bobby's ever pulled in his mind. He's like, I'm going to be Cyber Stud 69. Yeah, no one will notice. Because <laughs> he gives you an option to name yourself when you do join this. So, yeah, I guess you just put anything there. And the hey, Nick, are, are you me. now in Texas? No, 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 no. We're staging my house. So the office is, like, we're going to be, like, taking photos and stuff. And so... We're going to go ahead and start staging it soon. Um, and then cool. I'll be moving to Texas. We're, my timeline to move to Texas is like late May, early June. The, your TTT time to Texas? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Oh, we lost so Amanda nice. too, by the way, for anyone listening. Dropped yeah. out. I know she's had challenges with her internet, so hopefully we'll get she's her back. She's currently yeah. in like internet purgatory for those who are wondering. Um, she's in Pittsburgh and she lives like in some sort of weird castle. Um and yeah, she just can't get good internet there for some reason or another. Um, so she'll make it back. Yeah, I've got a lot of things on here, so I guess I'll go uh, next. I had a patch quest. Um, I almost didn't put this on here because I didn't understand what it is, and it looks weird, and it is weird. Um, I read about from the developers. Where's all that audio coming from? Is that us? No, oh, I don't okay. hear anything. I think that's oh, your sorry. computer. Yeah, it was me, but I had it turned down. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm so I'm not like a key. Click on back? it, Christian. You are back. Perfect. I've clicked on Yay. it. Um, I'm not seeing it. Oh, minor difficulties. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, yeah. So this is a hard one to describe. They said that they made up a new. They had to call it a new genre because uh, it's a, such a mix of genres. So. They call it a uh, pet catching uh, Metroid, no, Roguevania. Yeah. So, roguelike Metroidvania, and there, you know, a little bit of Pokemon in there, or Temtem. Uh, but it doesn't look like any of those things when you see it. Uh, it looks like a bullet hell. So, you're like this little paper cutout character, and uh, you have a lasso, and you can lasso certain enemies and when you do um you get their abilities but i think you have to stay lassoed with them for that some or something like that um it it has this very interesting look and i think i would have left this off also if if the reviews weren't so great it's um overwhelmingly positive it's got it's um like 97 percent, 96 percent with very few people but still it's doing really well um I think it's worth looking into. It's kind of quirky, um, but I, I'm intrigued for sure. I'm sorry I'm doing a terrible job of of, uh, of describing it, but it's like this top-down bullet hell with like all these other things going on with it. Um, what did you guys see the art looks like? Kind of like a... It's like Paper Mario meets like Stardew Valley meets like uh, Scribble Knots. Yeah. yeah. No one remembers that game. Scribble knots. Man. You know, that's funny. There was another pet catching game that came out or is coming out soon. It's called Pal something. One word starts with pal. And the pets are called pals. But it's also a mix of like a a shooter and some other stuff as well. But it it looks totally different from this game. The pet pet catching is kind of becoming like roguelike, I think, a little bit where it's just a feature of a game. 
uh, or mm-hmm. something they can put into a game more than just the genre itself. But I don't know. I'm intrigued. I really am. Um, what's the price on this? It is co-op, by the way. Oh, co-op um, as well. Yeah. Ooh. So you can probably play with Mila or Sam or... 11 American dollar unis. Amer- uh, 11 Uncle Sams. That's what you guys That's call them, pretty right? cheap. That 11 pretty decals. Cheap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that other game I was talking about is called Pal World, and that has way, way better or more sophisticated graphics and it's kind of weird when I was watching that. I wanted to bring it up on On the Radar, but I didn't put it in the notes. But I guess we could just kind of tack it on to this conversation because the game's kind of similar. But it, it, you catch the pets and then you put them to work. And there's this shot in the trailer on the Steam page of this cute little creature in the back of this like caged wagon being dragged into like this horrid looking factory. It's kind of depressing. Jesus. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. But, um, Christian, this is the part where you find the game and show it to us. <laughs> Savage. He's he's busy, man. He's got things to do. Oh, sorry. But, and it, there's right. nothing preventing you from doing it on your computer now since you, we're all sitting at computers. I tried that and music started blaring at me <laughs> even though I had it on mute. <laughs> it's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. Um, go, go to like a minute into the first trailer on Power World and that's the shot I'm talking about. But it's also got like you look at some of the other shots and it's like a straight up um, third person shooter. And yeah, so a lot going on with that. And I really wanted to get pal into a pal world. Yeah, pal world. Like pal, like, hey, pal. I thought you were saying pal. I thought you were saying pal world. This isn't Step Brothers. You're not going pal. Pam. <laughs> by the way, all these all these animals <laughs> that you're calling them, they're all inspired by Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. it looks yeah, like no a t- total Pokemon ripoff. But yeah, it, it, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I really want to get into a pet game, but I have no interest in Pokemon. So I keep trying to find it elsewhere. And I know Temtem was pretty popular, but there was a lot of criticism of the game later on, I think, with some DLC or some decisions they had, they had made. What is well, it this? Also just this fell is so flat. strange. So like, eventually, it, uh, Temtem fell flat. Like, once you got to a certain point, it was just kind of like, it, it. to me, it got boring because I played quite mm-hmm. a bit of Temtem because I am a sucker for Pokemon shit. So is, this is great. Is this Pokemon for adults? You have, like, Dude, a fucking yeah, so rifle? Can, You're, like, <laughs> yeah, putting metal slugs in fucking Pikachu? So this is going to be some gaming gossip. I'm just going to, you know, preface that now, as Emilio has now suggested. Um, this was on Reddit quite a while back. Someone was like, "I'm going to make an adult Pokemon game that's a third-person shooter," and uh, yeah, this is the result, I believe. Like, in uh, mm. obviously, there's copyrighted materials, but there's a monkey holding an AK-47, oh and God. he helps you shoot other Pokemon, and then you can hold Pokemon and use them as a weapon as well. <laughs> These are wow. pals, all right. We can't, sorry, we can't pals. be saying Pokemon. These are our pals. Sorry, right? these are <laughs> freaks. To murder people. Game Freak is going to come over my house and cut me open and fucking make me look like a Snorlax. It, it's interesting to apply like Pokemon logic to um, like a real world situation. Like if there was Pokemon who just generated free energy, like if there was a Voltorb, you know they would be locked up in like factories and just producing or nonstop Voltorb? energy for us. They don't. They don't create energy like in, independently at all. Actually, you oh, have God. to feed them. Oh, and sorry. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. You just have to feed them, so they're like chickens. But I'm saying, like Pokemon would be used. Oh like, yeah, no, they would totally. Oh, imagine all the war properties as well. Oh man, you're telling me that people are gonna be flying around in fucking Charizards, burning villages. Come on, man. 
The world yeah. would suck with Pokemon in it. People, people <laughs> fucking suck. Maybe I should just play Slime Rancher 2. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Slime Rancher 2 is the way. <laughs> uh, speaking of Pokemon, though, I did finally learn how to play Pokemon, the card game, the tradable card game with uh, Mila. She's always oh. collected the cards, but never really knew how to play. And for Christmas, Chad got us a starter set, you know, where you have two rival decks. Uh, yeah, they that are each other. Exactly. They're supposed to be built to go against each other. Mm-hmm. And you can tell right away the entire thing from the ground up is just built to uh, it's a pay to win model. Uh, 100%. If yeah. you have better cards, you're just going to win. That's yeah, all there, there is to it. There, there are in that game. So it's called power creep, right? Which is the idea that cards and card games uh, like Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh eventually will get stronger. Uh, like the the most basic example in magic is a two cost two two bear which means you have to pay two resources to get this creature with two power and two defense well nowadays because it's been 30 years since that bear has been released now you can get cards that cost two that are a two four and it's just outright better. There's no reason to have that bear. And Pokemon is definitely one of those games. There are there are cards that are just make all the other cards obsolete. And uh, it, it's I don't know. I, I looked into the Pokemon trading card game, and it, it's very much a pay to win um, money making. Does so. this not happen in Magic? I don't know anything about either. But is this different from other card games? So in Magic, there's it's not exactly as pay to win. It, it definitely is in a sense, right? There are ver- there are decks that you know cost a thousand dollars in Standard, which is like the game the game mode that most people play. And then there's car there's decks that cost seventy bucks that can do just as good as those thousand dollar decks. Um, but the thing is, like Magic also en- enables people to essentially play different formats so if you don't want to invest five hundred dollars into a pokemon deck or five hundred dollars into a magic deck you can play something called popper or you can play commander or you can play all these other things where you just pay a small amount or just a small really entrance fee into the game itself and and you can play, you can play it forever exactly yeah it's much less necessarily... go ahead Oh, I was going to say, I also don't really remember Yu-Gi-Oh! being so pay-to-win either. Like, Pokemon, definitely. Magic, I would argue, to a, to an extent, depending on how you're playing. Like, if you're just playing standard and you're limited or something. You know what I mean? Like, if you're limited to, like, yeah. a specific series, then it could end up being... I could see it end up being, like, either the pay-to-win or not. But I don't really remember Yu-Gi-Oh! being so um, pay-to-win. So Yu-Gi-Oh! is not as... It, but... Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! is not as paid as a win as Pokemon. Um, the thing right now in Yu-Gi-Oh! That, and it's always really kind of been with Yu-Gi-Oh! is that there is always one mechanic that will dominate all the others. It's Blue-Eyed um, Dragon, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, it, so right now in the Yu-Gi-Oh! world, the ultimate mechanic is the ability to the ability to stop people's processes by countering them. And just like imagine everyone, Emilio, being blue players, everyone wanting mm, to interrupt what people right. do. Gotcha. Um, because in Yu Gi Oh!, one of the strongest abilities is to be able to look through your deck with certain cards and choose cards to use from that deck. Yeah, that'd and be so, strong anytime in any game. Exactly. Trying, yeah. And so, right unless now, po- uh, unless it's Pokemon where you play a card and you just draw eight cards. 
It's yeah. so dumb. It doesn't cost you anything. And you're like, oh, I, you're basically just digging to get to your most expensive card is what you're doing. Exactly. That, the whole game is just based. So whoever has the more expensive card wins or more expensive cards. Um, oh, I didn't tell you this. So I went to work, came back. Hey, can we play? Sure. Hey, these decks have been modified. She took all my good cards, put them in her deck, and then she messed up all the... She messed up... There's no... I mean, like... I had a metal deck and she had a water deck or whatever. All my metal cards are in her water. Nothing works. It's all discombobulated. <laughs> I'm like, I got to respect the hustle there, man. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. She beats the living shit out of me. I'm like, There's no way. Because I told her the night before, I said, I've been playing this for 20 years. There's no way you'll ever beat me. But She's as like, I okay, beat you. Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she goes, I go, but me beating you will get you better and you'll be ready for your schoolyard friends. And then, uh, yeah, I came home and she beat the living shit out of me. And I, and I, I just sat there and I said, "Are you having fun?" And she's like, "No, this is sad." And I said, <laughs> "I said, yeah. I mean, you, you ruined the game, so you're gonna oh, have Jesus, to dude. meticulously put this back together." So oh, yeah. it was a lesson moment. You ruined yeah, the game. Moment. Congrats, yeah. you've ruined Pokemon. <laughs> so back to video games, Bobby. What's Deep Rock Galactic Survivor? I've never heard this game. What is Deep Rock Galactic? Is that about mining or something? Yeah, it is. But this is a new, uh, an entirely new game based off of Deep Rock Galactic. This is actually not made by Ghost Ship Games, although they are publishing it. I think this is the first time that they are acting just as a publisher. But it's being made by Funday Games, which if you look at them, they've made another game that graphically looks a little similar called Don't Die in the West. But it's... um, it's very different than, than Deep Rock. So Deep Rock Galactic Survivor is a new vampire survivors-like game. Oh. It is only single player, which is unfortunate. But the added twist is that not only are you trying to kill a bunch of bugs by just running around and doing stuff, you are also trying to mine stuff as well. So there's another layer on top of that. Um, I don't know if there's active abilities in this. I, I, I think it might be passive, just like Vampire Survivors and, and um, what's the other one? Souls, uh, Soulstone uh, Survivors. Soulstone Survivors. Yeah, which in my opinion was the, the best one uh, out there right now. They keep but... working on it too, Bobby. It's it's improved since you've played it. Cause I, it's my probably my number one Steam deck game. When every time oh, nice. I travel, like I just did, yeah, it's perfect for deck. Is this multiplayer? It is not. No, it's just single. single player. Yeah. Yeah. It's single player. It almost that, looks like you a know, Diablo that's... clone to me, though. It does, yeah, a little bit. Because mm-hmm. usually in these in these uh, vampire survival games, you don't have structures or like walls, and this seems to have walls. I guess that's what you mine from. That seems yeah. to add another layer, too. Yeah, it's like the cave. There's a path that you go along. It's not just a wide open area. So it looks like they're doing some things different. Yeah, kind of, but it is, it's passive. So like you get an ability and it just shoots in random directions without you having to do anything. That is the vampire Uh, survivor thing. Okay. All right. Gotcha. There there might be some active abilities. I'm not sure. Like there's all sorts of upgrades that you can get for your character and there's four playable classes. This isn't out yet. It's going to be in early access 2023. So who knows when that's going to be. But uh, lots of weapons, bosses, and and it's Deep Rock Galactic, so of course I got to check it out, right? Like graphically, it looks it, it looks pretty close to 
the style of Deep Rock gal uh, Galactic, but it's a, uh, a top-down, like an isometric view, like all these Vampire Survivor games are. Um, it, it's kind of weird to see it that way, see the game that way, because everything else seems so familiar. But yeah, I'll 100% be checking this out, you know, just because of the brand, I suppose. And it <laughs> it could be good. Like there, this could be, I was always saying like the next thing they need to do with Vampire Survivors like games is the, the co-op, the multiplayer. But even though this doesn't have it, it looks like they're still doing uh, some other things differently and it could it could end up being really good. Bobby, I'm going to correct you one more time. I coined the phrase, and I would like you all to follow. It's a survi vampire survival game. Vampire, vampire survival. survival. Okay. Well, I'm using because PC Gamer. I found this out from an no, article. No, fuck them. Game. We are the final word on coining terms. <laughs> vampire survival game. We we make the decision. We are the decision. What did they say? DLG bump. What did they say, Bobby? They called it uh, a vampire survivor's dash-like. That's yeah. the terminology they're going That's with. so lazy. It's so lazy. They're just We're going to do that from now on. Every time there's a first, we're just going to call them all the like. Well, you know what I say? I say their Souls podcast like. is a DLG-like. Yeah, really. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have an Amelia-like and a Bobby-like and Amanda-like yeah. and a Christian-like. That's what's going to happen. Right. They're That's just right. going to copy everything we do. Uh, speaking speaking of oh. vampire oh, so vampire survivals, I have Star Survivor, guys, oh, and this is from Tattooed Terror. Um, man, uh, good job on the on the radar on our Discord this week. I really liked a lot of them. There's one I didn't make it on there, but I'm gonna get it next week. Uh, so this is another vampire survival game. I'm going to enunciate extra on my own coining. Um, and uh yeah it's your you play as a starship which kind of like makes a lot more sense than everything else in a, a person running around in the field to me um but apparently you know it has tons of uh upgrades tons of um different modes and stuff that you can play and um people were talking about the 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 sorry the ftl there, there's a little bit of ftl in it because when you're selecting what sector to go to next it's like a branching path um and i i guess more of the stories revealed that way um but i don't know i i dig the spaceship part of it a lot more than uh a lot of the other ones just because almost all of them are high fantasy for the most part and this just makes more sense like you're adding more things to your spaceship and it looks flashy it looks good to me it's got good reviews i think it's like in the 90 percentile right now or something um yeah dig uh dig it and if it's cheap enough oh yeah that is really cheap what are we talking about four fifty four dollars four fifty all right that's spot right now i'm gonna buy it right now that's live than two red bulls <laughs> live on the podcast right live on the podcast <laughs> Bought. Bought. What do you got, Amanda? Awesome. Well, uh, you know, I've got, it came to my attention through the uh, Jew for You group that there is a game out there. I think it was released not, I think it was released a while ago, but they've updated it and have it modified. And there is a uh, Counter-Strike slash Call of Duty 4 game that's out there essentially from Roblox. So it's free. It's browser-based. And it's called Frontlines. And so the gameplay for it looks really good. It looks like everything that you 
you know, miss uh, about the older Call of Duty games. It looks right out of it. It's awesome. So I want to play it. I've been, I, I tried to play a little bit of it. I downloaded uh, the Roblox, like whatever launcher and everything. But um, my, yeah, my, it's hard to play games like this when you're in a Bermuda Triangle of uh, internet in Pittsburgh. So much like the three rivers coming together, I'm just in a dead zone. So I'm having a hard time playing any shooters, including this one. But it's definitely on my radar because it looks awesome. It looks like fun. And I put the link to where you can find it um, in our show notes. But right now we're we're showing some gameplay of it. And like I said, to me, it looks like it's straight out of, yeah, Call of Duty or, or Counter-Strike. Um, and so it's awesome. I think for a Roblox game, this looks amazing. Yeah. Looks good. Wow. Uh, remember, do you guys remember when the developers of Fortnite, uh, aka Epic Games, tried to make like a Roblox clone, essentially, where you could make any game mode you wanted? And we, yeah, and we played it on the force, podcast. Yeah, Emilio tried to like force us to play it, and then yeah. it's still shit called? now. Core? Was, Core? It, was it called Core? All I remember was Bobby complaining that he had to grow his buckets bigger and bigger like that's oh no dude i got caught up in one of those games where it's like you a clicking game it, it wasn't was it such a, yeah it was like a clicky game like you you need to bounce higher and higher and you get to these different levels and the only way you bounce higher is like by collecting balloons it was just it was the most mindless bullshit is it time to go before. back to core or is it like pulled from the store no longer exists kind of was a failed experiment i know nothing about it so I was stoked about it, man. I thought there was a lot of like potential, potential there. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, a lot of a lot of games do come out of Roblox. Um, we might not think, but also uh, only a few of the games that come out of Roblox actually say, oh, this was like inspired by Roblox. How many games were started inspired by a game on Roblox but didn't pay any homage to Roblox. You know, there's tons and tons and tons of games on there, and the best ones rise oh, to the yeah. top. And then some, it doesn't even, if some game developer was like, let's just go take the most popular thing from Roblox and make a game out of it, they don't have to say anything to anybody. They'll just do it. Yeah, there's And I'm sure that's happened a bunch of times. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with Gary's mod in like Trouble in Terrorist Town and like a couple in like uh, Prop Hunt, all that shit got essentially pirate not pirated but like the ip kind of got stolen from the actual custom game mode uh creators for those um it's kind of sad too because like someone worked really hard to make those mods and to to like make those game modes and then all of a sudden someone's just like yeah I'm, I, I have a multi-million dollar studio and then i'm gonna make a game and then make you know way more money than you ever received in donations or like patreon or whatever yeah but roblox just, development is kind of problematic too have you guys seen that uh little mini documentary by quinn nope uh, it, I not. it goes into the roblox ecosystem and how the company only lets kids pull uh, when they've earned a thousand dollars but before they earn a thousand dollars from their game that they made that lots of people in roblox are playing and who are purchasing like in-game currency uh through their game uh they they start like push notifying them about like, oh, the latest cosmetic costs like 990 real dollars or whatever. And they'll constantly like flood these kids Roblox experience with these pop-up ads mm. and they want desperately for no payout to happen, even though everyone plays Roblox for the custom games, right? Like exactly. Right. It's, it's kind of morally wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's just straight up fucked up. I will say this, um, that, 
games on Roblox are played on the playground. Uh, Mila Mila plays games you know, like what were you playing? And we we're playing, we we're playing Kill the Stranger or whatever. I was like, what is that? And it's like that's a Roblox game, but we play it on the schoolyard, and like that's that's probably the more wholesome version of what we're talking about. You know, yeah. that's pretty that's awesome. Amazing. And the kids are getting ex- exercise. And I was like, explain it to me. And it had like a, lo- it was pretty complex. You see, like there's a base and uh, the, whatever the killer has to be inside the base, but she, you know, the whole thing, she, really long list of, and I was like, that does, it's complex, but it sounds fun. She's like, it's so fun, Poppy. I was like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Mila, yeah. are you going to tie up all your, Brand's get... shoelace is wrong and fuck up this game too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I took Bobby's shoes. Well, I mean, moving on to uh, highlights. These are games that we have we have played. Uh, Bobby, you talked a little bit about Deep Rock Galactic Survivor. Was it Survivors? Yes, but I want to hear you talk about Deep Rock Galactic again. <laughs> the original game. We don't get enough, Bobby. Yeah, we're literally no, here. Literally is the original game. Who knows? Nick might talk about fucking Warhammer Day. We don't know. Maybe Amanda oh will talk about an indie game, and Amelia will get drunk. It's the same podcast every time. <laughs> Not a lot of surprises here, but yeah, I'm just going to make this quick. So Deep Rock Galactic had a new update, but in this, because it's their five-year anniversary, they released something called the 2018 Legacy Edition, which is the original version of the game that was released in 2018. And you can play it. It's for a limited time only, but you can you can Aww. play it right now. And it was... I had completely forgot. I'd, I'd been playing this game since the beginning, since early, early on. And I had completely forgot what it looked like. It It is just visually so sparse. It's just so barren. And um, and yeah, of course, a, a lot of the mechanics are weird and there's just not as much in there. But it, it was just really weird to go back and experience that again. I, I did it for like a, like a couple hours and I was like, okay, yeah, we don't need to do this anymore. Then I played, you know, the actual Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, other than that, there's not a whole lot else in, in the update. It's just the usual stuff. Although I did realize that I missed out on this really cool hat. It's the Flamingo hat. And apparently no. something happened last summer where you no. could get it, some sort of event. So yeah, that's you could have tragic, been living man. your Palm Springs fantasy, yeah. dude. It's a it's an inflatable flamingo. You know, like those inner tubes with the oh, flamingo on it. It's like yeah, one of yeah, those, yeah. but it's a hat. And when you run around, it it waddles and stuff. It's got great physics that's on pretty it. Hilarious. Do you um do you think that more games could like especially ones that did have an early access period, Bobby, should do something like that, like the legacy mode? And the, and the only reason I bring that up and and kind of harp on that again is because obviously WoW Classic did the same thing. Yeah, but people um, wanted that... WoW Classic. <laughs> Nobody wanted... wanted Deep Rock Galactic 2018. <laughs> well, everybody, like me, I'm you know their most ardent fan, but like I had forgotten about it. I went back and played it and was like, oh my god, dude, this <laughs> You're is... like this is ass. <laughs> I mean, it's still good. You can you can tell the core gameplay is still there. Like it's still mm-hmm. a solid game. The the thing that I always remember from that is that each class had a specific type of armor that gave them some sort of immunity to a certain type of damage. So the driller, for instance, if you upgraded his armor fully, he became immune to fire damage. So he was really strong in the magma levels and you could sit See, on I a like volcano that. and it would blow up and it wouldn't even harm him at all. Not one bit. The engineer, I think, had poison resistance and the the um, scout had fall da- damage resistance. So they were a little more niche, but 
uh, yeah, I mean, that that's the one thing I always remember and I thought was kind of cool, but everything else was just like, oh my God, I can't believe it used to look like this. It looks like, it, it looks like um, very early access, but I, I think they're kind of doing it just so they can kind of brag and see, say, hey, look how far we've come. And they really have come a, a long way. But yeah, it's been kind of hard to play games this week because I'm I'm in the middle of building this new computer and I actually just got the hard drive in the other day or today, in fact. So I have all the parts that Ooh. I need to build the computer, but because I'm taking the power supply from the old computer, like I've got to make sure everything's ready to go before I make that switch. And I'm not sure when I'm going to do that, but it's coming along pretty nicely. In fact, I've got it sitting behind me here. Let me see if I can get a shot. For those wondering, while Bobby is getting his case, um, Bobby's house. Oh wow! Ooh, he's got a nice case. It's a nice. That's a nice case. That's a nice case. It is big (laughs) and heavy, dude. This is. Oh my god! (laughs) You make sure no one can steal it. Could you lift it up one more time with both your uh, face, the camera, and just like close shot up of your yeah, muscles? Give, give us a good side oh, angle yeah, too. Give us, Let's see those biceps, give us you know fifteen reps, fifteen to twenty reps if possible. That's not great audio, but it is like it's just a bulky, it's just a bulky machine. And my big focus on the last build that I did was like something quiet and small and unnoticeable. But it's, <laughs> now you can build a fucking steam engine. Yeah. Thing, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This thing is just like, it's not even that it's just big. It's just like the fans are big and they're deep and like everything is, it, there's a lot of thought put into the cable management. Like it's, it's coming along really nicely. I'm pretty impressed with this. The only thing I'm a little iffy about is the, the torrent case, the fractal design torrent case comes with, I guess a fan controller. It's this little chip where you plug all your fans into, and then you run cables from that to your power supply and to your motherboard to, um, you know, control the CPU fan and also give it power. And I've never trusted fan controllers that came on cases. Every time I've had one in a case, they've always failed on me. And I end up just plugging the fans directly into the motherboard. So I don't know. Maybe I need to let that fear go and just embrace this. And I see why they do it on this case. They do it so you can connect everything in the back and you don't see any of those messy cables in there. Of course, it's like it's not a windowed case. So you don't see anything in there anyway. But, you know, you want good airflow. But it's um, I I don't know when this thing's going to be live because it's I'm realizing what a big endeavor this is turning out to be it's not just building a new computer and like there we go like i've got so much stuff to transfer i've got to reset up so many things building a new life right dude it's like it is man it is it's like i don't know i I use my computer for a lot it's like part of me so this is like a a really big change new pc new you dude new pc you said something interesting before you said your other computer was built to be uh quiet and and unassuming and this new computer is robust and you know likes to experience life goes on trips (laughs) so i'm I'm just wondering is there some sort of you know poet like poetry to these computer builds are they echoing a series in your life yeah (laughs) it is possible but i will say i i'm not there's no rgb nothing like that it's completely black it's all stealth it's even like all the fans like everything is just blacked out on this thing so it's still in that sense very similar to my old machine i'm just not a a fan of all the blinking things. In fact, I always do this on all my computers. I don't plug in the HD LED or the power LED to my motherboard 
because oh, wow. I don't even like those lights blinking. I buy Asus routers because you can turn off the LEDs on those. You know, I just don't like blinking things. Unfortunately, the uh, the Tascam USB interface that I bought is going to be blinking on my desk. But you know what? You can't be perfect here. Can't have it all, Batman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can't have it all. <laughs> 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 Well, that's, you're describing your case, and all I can imagine is Batman, dude. Like he's dark, he's sleek, he's sexy, he's yeah. mysterious. I mean, my but keyboard, which a punch. She gave me so much shit about. I mean, there's my keyboard right there. You can see there's no print on it, and it's just completely black, and no pictures, nothing fancy. And dude, someone's gonna rob you and be like, "This guy's a serial killer." <laughs> you're really going against the millennial RGB like fantasy, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. RGB, get that shit out of here, Bobby. You have you have all the hacker stuff without being a hacker. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you know. A good hacker. Oh, yeah, hacking you know the school so I think. changing your grades. Oh my god! Bobby told me he's like, I can change the lettering on all the high school football uh, like uh, electric signs. Uh-oh. He's like, I don't do it. But I can. But I <laughs> you don't know the power I wield. Home of the welcome to the home of the big dicks or whatever that you wanted to put it on there. Oh my god! Well, speaking, speaking of big of, dicks, uh, well, all right. I, <laughs> yeah, no, you took you took my transition. I was gonna say, speaking of uh, some big dicks, uh, I, <laughs> I played. <laughs> The exact same transition. I love it. I know. It was the same one. I was like, shit, dude. Yeah, I played some Demio uh, with Tag Loro. We wanted to check out the new uh, map that was there, which I don't, I think it got released in like December. So it's not that new, but it's new to me. Okay. And maybe it's new to you. And they have this like new map out there where you're kind of going through like this cute, reminds me of like a Bavarian village kind of thing. Um, And you get to like the end of it and it's almost like you're versing another dungeon master, which is crazy and wild. And it was so difficult. They have a new character as well. The barbarian who does like some really cool fucking tricks. Like he can launch a chain and kind of, it's like a grappling hook and he can jump all across the map, which is just nuts. And it's, it was so much fun. This game to me, like I love this game very much because it's every time they add a new map and a new character, like it's just so engaging and it's a lot of fun i feel like this is just literally like D online with your friends but kind of different obviously because it's its own thing um but yeah you verse this like this guy that they're showing right now it kind of looks like some lich king guy but he like he's got these hands that come down and fight and mm. it was just it was so difficult because he's like another player actually but is controlling his own characters onto the board oh. and fighting against you which was i thought a super cool and unique uh mechanic and he create he would change the board up too, where he would just create these extra walls um in the map that you had to fight and go up against and then you can see him with his own hand like lifting stuff and moving it around and then like he would come down but he's sitting up on this like throne watching over the um over the the board you know the map and then he was picking up like enemies that were some of the bosses from the previous maps and throwing them into the map it was Jeez. super fucking tough, and there was just three of us uh, for a while, but then Tag and I did, because now they have it where you can play with two people, um, and you each control two characters, which I really, really enjoy and love that they have that, because it is nice, because sometimes, you know, you just have one homie that you want to play with, and you both can have two people and have, like, an actual stacked and, and uh, stacked party and actually have a chance, you know what I mean, and beating a lot of these things. 
not just that days, but like I, you know, when you're playing with four players, a lot of times you get distracted because you're waiting so long for all three players to go, and then uh, now it's like you're constantly having to have a turn. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, sometimes I think the downside to it, I guess, is it can be kind of confusing, maybe like if, if all of your people were together, it can be kind of tough. I'd imagine, especially in VR as well, like grabbing the right character. So like, if you're bundled up, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you've got the whole party, just like on the same, like four by four square, then like, it's, it can be kind of just it's and it's like a minor thing, you know, like, you're just like, wait a second, I'm oh, shit, I'm playing the bard this time, not my archer, right? And so, um, but I definitely think this new map is fantastic. I mean, it's super fun. And there's these new things they have, which are like these summoning stones that get popped up in the map. And you have like, normally it's like two rounds, maybe one round to kill it before it summons an animal. But you can, they give you like this vortex powder stuff to like completely annihilate it because it sucks everything in and then destroys it. And it's like a one hit KO on those uh, summoning stones. So they kind of have like a nice balanced way with the new system of, of you know because they had the the rat nest and the, and they have other things that are kind of similar of like a summoning mechanic but this one was kind of unique and different and they're really playing off of this like lich necromancer kind of energy of of like a life stone kind of thing of summoning and i just thought it was super cool this this um this latest map and character is just fucking awesome like because the barbarian super cool too i feel like um you like some somebody put a good game forward and it's doing well it's like i'm sure there's a strong draw to keep doing more of the same but they're really pushing themselves and they're pushing their engine to do things that it hadn't done before um i i you know i commend them for that uh they're not just trying to you know do a money grab or anything like that. they're just like pushing themselves pushing the hardware it's or the software it's great yeah Get it on that and I feel like they've got like at least I don't know, you can feel like the love and passion in the way that they designed it. And like you said, I mean, every time they've released a new map or a new character, like I think that it's pretty different, pretty unique. They're adding new mechanics and new things into it and just even some little like quality of life things they added like each map now that shows you the difficulty of it so you actually can see which maps are going to be harder and which ones aren't. They have like a skull system. It's like three skulls are the hardest, you know, and so it's. That just little things like that that kind of help, you know. I remember that they had the little like hangout room where you can shoot bow and arrows and compete against each other, and it was like a little game room. And I've always loved this game partly because it's just they continue to add stuff to it without asking money for it, you know. And it, it's good updates too. It's very fun. You said D and D, and that reminded me of two things. Uh, one, uh, Baldur's Gate has a release date. It's going to be in August. If you bought the early access version, that's going to guarantee you uh, the uh, full release version and the enhanced edition for no extra cost. So that's always great to hear uh, because I believe that um, enhanced, I'm sorry, the early ad access edition is cheaper than the full release. So that's good. And then um, when you said Barbarian with a chain that does a grappling hook, I remember when we were playing days. I don't know if you remember this. I don't know if you were there. I feel like you were. We were like defending some sort of fort, and uh, we had a murder, a murder hole, like in between, uh, right where at the gates, and we had like archers and all kinds of stuff. If anybody went in this, like little archway, they were gonna get killed because we had all kinds of stuff set up, and uh, a little pinch point. Yeah, a little pinch point, and um, JP Diddy 
was our only he was standing in the thing just waiting for anybody <laughs> to come in and he just started grab because he set up javelins he had javelins with ropes on him and so he was just javeling things uh, pulling them into the murder hole and he was rolling really high that day and he basically won the whole battle on his own we had all we had secondary and treasury uh like uh, fallback positions didn't need didn't him even need he it didn't yeah. even need it he he just pulled everything we needed to kill into that murder hole it was awesome he was a tank god yeah tank god yeah. into the murder hole yeah, yeah. Do you remember that <laughs> what do you call it? he's so great at pulling people in you know do you miss him emilio now that what john now know? that you left iowa yeah do you miss him in iowa or i told sam it's funny because like uh obviously playing on a folding chair on a laptop is not as comfortable as being at home because i have all my stuff my amenities and stuff like that unfortunately my but fortunately like we have this our hobby is not one you travel to like fishing guys go fishing hunting guys go hunting sports guys go and play fucking whatever sports they want we do our things we can literally cut off both our legs and an arm and we can make it to our hobby in the same amount of time right so you never really leave home to go game you're not going to go game maybe back when there was lands but um now you know going on a gaming trip like we were uninterrupted gaming for like so long it was so cool and it's the only way to do that because like you know home life is going to drag you so yes i'm going to buy a goddamn plane ticket i'm going to fly into the fucking frozen north and uh, and and do it because uh that's the way you that's the only way to get uninterrupted gaming these days it reminded me when i was like whatever 19 well, you didn't have responsibilities yeah i shirked all my responsibilities yeah, no, I uh, I had a buddy one time. I mean, this was like two weeks ago. I was raiding with my my uh, WoW group, and they and they were like one of the guys specifically. He's like nineteen years old, and he's like, "Why don't you play more often? You only play WoW once a week." And I'm like, "Maybe because I have responsibilities." He's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "I got a fucking kid and a family and like a house to sell and all those other things." Dude, all you got to worry about is, like, not even going to school. You just exist, and you're going to the Marines. <laughs> you just exist. Like, you don't Jeez. have a girlfriend. You don't have anything else. Like, all you do is literally exist and take your parents' resources. And he was, like, the whole raid was laughing at him. Yeah, it's just, I, I remember those days being, like, 17, 18, 19, 20, and just, like, not caring about anything and just playing video games all the time. And, you know. You can have that world, or you can have a life with a family and stuff, or you can have a perfect, healthy mix of the two. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're mm-hmm. never going to get enough gaming once you get once you mix in the responsibility. the The ratio is always and forever going to be off. Christian, you enjoying those cashews or whatever the hell you're? Saying? They are. Uh, they're samosa chips. Has anyone had these before? I just discovered oh. them like a month ago. Like no. samosa skin, the skin of a samosa made into a chip and i'm dipping it in homemade oh, guac like the wrapping of a samosa the wrapping of a it's so tasty and they're really expensive because i don't know who makes these maybe it's just like someone i bought it at like a very small grocery store so maybe they're just is that why there's there. a top hat in the background to now you're just a rich guy that eats fucking expensive taste <laughs> the most Once delicate he eats like 10 of them you'll get a monocle too yeah <laughs> yeah uh, I wanted to ask up, you we guys can that... see Christian on camera too, so we uh, all the listeners can see what we see now. 
Yeah. Which is nice. I think that's wonderful. At least King Taran is going to be super happy to get to see his boy all the time. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I do. I do want to. I wanted talk to ask to... you guys okay. though, um, real quick. Like, are all of you guys playing Baldur's Gate three when it comes out? Oh, hundred percent. I'm. I'm very much looking forward to that. That and Same. Diablo are both day one plays for me. Perfect. Oh, I wanted to talk about that. Um, thanks for reminding me, dude. I watched like. 15 or 20 minutes of uh diablo gameplay and uh i was i was very happy with it like everything that i saw um the, are you happy with like... the are you happy with the changes where the game's not focused on keys anymore or not as focused on keys anymore well like, there's a know, lot dude. more there's a lot more rng to the game now there's a lot more uh like random things and world events and world bosses that can happen yeah it seems like an mmo to me is did you get that sense when you were watching kind of um and if that's what they're going for more power to it i just hate how repetitive diablo 3 was um in mm. the sense of like all my friends are like it's season 23 in may and i'm like cool man like is it still tornado meta no it's fireball meta i'm like dude okay that's see that's that's what I don't like. Everyone is playing to get the same type of armor and the same runes with the same characters. It's not even fun. But yeah. if you if you incorporate actual randomized things and you're not hoping for this unique situation where you're like, okay, I got to have double speed and a power pylon and all this other shit and then I can actually, you know, complete this this key. It's it's if Diablo 4 can change that formula, they will have a lot more players and a lot more players playing longer. I, I also I feel that, that they, uh... from what I saw, it seems like they're taking a little bit from Wolsen and they're taking a little bit from um, Last Epoch where you can like really dial in your abilities. And yeah, like you said, there's world bosses where you like, you, you need a bunch of people to come in and, and help you, like 20 people to kill this boss. And that's why, like, it reminded me of MMO. I don't know how those people are going to collect. Like, do they virtually spawn and you have to get a group together? Or I think it's maybe while, while you're playing, probably a pop-up pops up. Like, there's something nearby or something. I don't know. I think, yeah, they haven't explained too much about it. I From what I've seen, I think it's going to be sharding just like in a wow where you don't like the whole server doesn't exist at the same time. So it doesn't mm. flood the actual like servers and things like that. And like in waste Ram for the servers, instead the populations are broken up into little shards and like, you know, 400 people can be in the same location, but as an individual player, you'll only see like 10 of them, you know, yeah, right, right. Uh, unless you party up and then you see the person that you're partying up with micro um, instances. Exactly. The same thing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and wow, they call them shards, which mm. it, it, it is a good uh, workaround to, you know, flooding, you know, servers and like DDoSing and things like that. Um, and I think I think they're probably going to do the same thing because it's tried and true. It's really hard to, to mess up sharding. So we'll see. I had I wasn't excited at all. And then I watched this very well done video and uh, might have been sold. I, I mean, okay. I, I, not like day one, but. My eyes will be on this week one for sure. Yeah, that's 100%. where I'm at too. Like, I I don't trust it enough to pre-purchase it, but I am keeping a close eye on it because I it does look really good. So a, a day one purchase for me was actually Sons of the Forest, and uh, I got to play quite a bit of it, um, about six or seven hours, which is pretty unusual for me. Um, Luckily, my raid in WoW got canceled halfway through, and we ended up playing Sons of the Forest. 
Um, man, oh man, if we want to harp back to what we were talking about earlier when it comes to like visual upgrades and mechanical upgrades and games from the forest to sons of the forest, holy shit. Um, a lot of the core gameplay is still there regarding like, you know, chop down tree, build house, you know, go kill mutants, go, you know, hunt for food. But the way the game actually look and f- looks and feels and the building mechanics and all that shit is just been pretty much overhauled. Uh, you do have a, if you play solo and even if you do play with a team, you have this little homie. Uh, I forget his name, but we call him Kyle. I thought it was, I thought it was Kelvin. Kelvin, that's his name. Uh, yeah, I keep calling him Kyle. Uh, anyways, works, <laughs> he's so he's deaf and mute because he fell out of a helicopter essentially, and he's got brain damage. But he will essentially do whatever you tell him to do, and which is really nice. So, like, let's say that you and your friends are just by yourself, and like you got to go do something, and you need like a stable supply of fish. He will go fishing. But the thing is, the the actions that he completes does affect the world so if he overfishes something or over overfishes an area that area for fishing will be sparse from that point on um and so it's pretty interesting um they kind of made the game a little bit more metroidvania style in the sense of uh in this game the um the way the enemies are and like the the way that the actual items in the games are revealed is by going into these cave systems and like other unique locations and uh like just this is not really a spoiler one of the first items you can get is a grappling gun right or a zipline gun that's what it is uh and so with the zipline gun you can then go into another cave which you can get a scuba gear uh like system and like a respirator and like an air tank and then you can go into an, uh, another underwater cave and then it just keeps going on from that point and that point and that point but the thing is, the game does not hold your hand with it. Like, you will go into a cave and you'll be like, all right, I'm ready to fuck all these mutants up and, like, you know, do all this crazy shit. And you get in there and there's just a giant puddle of water and you're like, oh, this is an underwater cave. Um, the graphics and everything in in the system has looked amazing. There were, there were moments where I was playing, and I, I'm running on max settings on all of it. And I was just literally walking through the forest, like trying to go hunting. And I was like hunting a deer and I would just stop and, and I would just look at the, at the trees and everything. The seasons change and uh, in, in, in the forest and in the sons of the forest, the longer you, you are alive, the more intense the enemies get and the more often they attack. Um, so you can't really just turtle or kind of like build a little shitty shelter every now and then. Like you kind of have to build a base and kind of have to survive as long as you can. Um, the enemy types in this version of the game, we haven't seen a couple of the new ones, but some of the older ones and some of the new ones that we have seen are very unique and very fun to fight. Um, if you're looking for a new crafting survival game, or even just if you want to call it a horror game, yeah, no, this is definitely the way to go. It's it's super fun. Uh, the story is just kind of like a placeholder for you to be able to get items and, and meet characters and things like that. Um, and uh, I would definitely pick it up, especially if you have time to, you know, kind of kind of play for longer durations of time. Because these kind of games, if you're only playing for like 30 minutes to an hour, you won't get much done in the sense of like, it won't be very fulfilling, but if you can play like two or three hours straight where you're like trying to start a project and complete the project or trying to start, like try to complete a, a, 
a a cave and uh you know you know the cave might be two hours long it, it really does require a big chunk of time to be able to play this game like me and all of my friends we we are like planning on on the next day we will play and and how long we'll be playing it so it, it's interesting I, I like it a lot wow. spooky is it, it huh? i mean it looks amazing i'd and, love and, to play this with you nick uh probably i don't know if you're free later today then maybe today but i am you know me i'm a chicken shit man i saw that like dude, this, this... human centipede <laughs> goddamn cannibal that they just had like running around or what was it like ass to ass or something and they're yeah. just like slinking around that thing is terrifying i think yeah. i would scream if i saw that you would you're you're probably not gonna even want to play after the first cave then dude because it is scary as shit there were multiple times i was with three other dudes like three other 30 year old dudes and we're just screaming like children the whole time we're just like ah, there's a fucking thing with like 10 arms over there and it's like it's it's fucking terrifying but it's fun it's really fun so Emilio, are you gonna pick it up and then we can both see how long we can how far we can make it into the cave? Spook off? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Bobby, would you, would this be your first uh, survival horror game you pick up in a while? Um maybe, man. I really hated the first one. I really did not yeah. I thought it was just so garbage. I, I think <laughs> it got a lot better. It, it was Yeah, right we played after, early on, Bobby. Yeah, no, the early early forest was rough man yeah I, I played right after they added the multiplayer and that was a big deal because uh there wasn't a lot of games that well i guess there was rust and there were other ones but they were all terrible um well yeah i don't know there wasn't like a survival like <laughs> game or survival game i'm putting like at the end of everything now like an idiot but there was there's not a lot of survival okay, games gamer. like it <laughs> But I don't know. I was not. Um, I was not impressed with it. So I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth from that game, and was reluctant to ever check it out again. But I don't know. It looks good. Maybe I, I don't like surviving craft crafting games in general. So I don't know if it would do it for me. Yeah. Well, I got. I got it, Bobby. Crafting. I'll be the brain. You be the brawn. You go in the cave. You kill everything, and I will build a, the perfect base for us. <laughs> I will be. I'm your I will say this, uh, us recording earlier does leave us a lot more time to play, play afterwards, which is mm -hmm. kind of nice. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, Bobby, you know, we can buy this for two hours and then fucking throw yeah. it away. You well, know, I'll, right? I'll be building a computer after this. Oh, so. sorry. <laughs> dude. Yeah, Jesus man. Christ. I actually <laughs> Don't do you know he's to... busy whenever you want to hang out? Just at those specific <laughs> times. Whenever he's you so posh, ask him what dude. he's doing, he instantly comes up with something to avoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you've ever detected that pattern, but it's definitely <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just too busy. How much is this game? I think it's twenty five bucks. Twenty five. It's pretty yeah. cheap. I was surprised how affordable it is. I would have thought it would be like a six. Twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Um, I I am gonna be heading out right now. I love you guys. I uh, won't be on the show next week, but I will be on the show the week after that. Thanks, man. Yeah, right. Okay, bye. Nick. Okay, love bye. you. Bye. Bye, bye. Yeah, my that's the downs. So there's upsides and downsides to this, or like virtual thing. Uh, upside is I get to go pee and hear everything that's going on because I have the mute button and I'm wireless. That's great. I was over there making a burrito. It's great. And then um, Sam, but the downside is Sam's going to come home right now, and we'll see what the noise levels end up being. What a perfect um, test, you know? Yeah, apparently Luna has Fun. to poop, so. Wonderful. Um, well, I was going to say, yeah. speaking of perfect tests and the test of time, you want to tell me about Returnal? 
Yeah, so um, that is my um, game that I'm playing for sure. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Um, the combat is incredible. Um, there are time. There's games that trick you into thinking that the combat is more than it is. Um, it makes it flashier and, uh, you know, like, Maybe like Hi-Fi Rush uh, is one where like it makes you feel like more is going on the news. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I see what and, you're saying with this. Yeah. And Returnal is not like that. Literally every move you make is so important. Um, and you end up looking like an anime mov- movie, like doing crazy shit, but it's none of it's fake. Like, your dodges are real dodges your attacks are real your melees are real like there's nothing there's no helping or hold hand holding which makes it so much sweeter when you actually make some do some cool shit which is common i would say like almost every fight i'm like i can't believe i fucking did that it looks so sweet when i just did that um i do have a story because i only played one game this week um so I had the best run I've ever had. No, second best run. Because my first run was crazy. Um, this is much more roguelike than roguelite. There's not very much that carries over. Like, very little. You do not get stronger in this game. The only thing that happens is you get the Metroidvania-type unlock key, which would be, like, the sword. With the sword, you can open certain doors. And with the grappling hook, you can get across certain chasms those are the only things that are persistent everything else there is no strength at all so um that where you get stronger um so i'm fighting this boss and um i was like this is so cool i was like this boss has kicked my ass so many times but i was like mila you know come over and watch this because it's pretty cool she's like all right so she sat right there and i'm playing and you know, it has three phases and I got it to 5% of its third phase and it kills me. And I was like, fuck, no, you know, the head down, the eyes over the hands and I put my hands down and she's like, Papi was so close. And then she goes, you're still alive. I forgot that I had picked up like an extra life. Basically is basically how it works out. And I had je- and yeah, I still got hit again, but I was, I had enough to fucking finish it off. And I was like, Oh my, has she not been there? And has she not told me? Like, I was like, dude, you were were a good luck charm. And I gave her a high five and it was awesome. It was a really cool uh, thing. How? But go ahead. Well, I was going to say, how often do you pick up like an additional life thing? Because I started playing this game and I thought it was absolutely gorgeous and so so cool. But I fucking hate roguelikes and roguelites, roguelites or whatever, because of that. I don't want to put all those hours in and then die and have to restart it and keep restarting it and keep fighting the same boss just to beat him i i'm not a glutton for punishment like that at least personally <laughs> it is a but, punishing um, game it is so hard yes. so there is no guarantees you're going to get an extra life so the the criticism that i took away from the pc gaming review i think was that like you can explore the entire world the entire level then go to the boss and be worse off than you would have been had you been just went straight to the boss. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? There's because everything Absolutely. in this game, everything in this game is like a risk versus reward. 
one how much time you sp spend in the level because you're going to get damage two every parasite which are these creatures that you attach to yourselves gives you a plus and a minus three um there's uh, every boon comes with a a chance to give you a malfunction on your suit everything is and it tells you there's this is a moderate this has a low chance of malfunction in your suit so this has a very high chance and then you could even play with within that there's artifacts that give you like the more malfunctions you have the stronger you get but then obviously you're hurting yourself everything in this game is research reward and i that's one of my favorite mechanics. It might even be why I like roguelikes in the first place is the risk versus reward. And the whole game is just built off of this. So, uh, yeah, obviously, this is almost like a game tailored for me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I kill this boss and I get this red key. I was like, the red key for the red door. I've never been able to. So I run. Uh, I'm like so excited because I I finished the whole level. I killed everything. There's no bad guys in the whole level. I'm having so much. Oh, and. I did some of the most insane anime style attacks to pull this off. Like, you know, dodge, dodge, dash, sword swipe, back dash, machine gun, just like fucking sick shit. So I was like feeling really good about myself and I'm running through the level, dashing and trying to look cool. Oh, I just broke it. Oh, no. <laughs> wait, wait. Wait, does, is that a good wait, is that does, a good analogy to what happens? Does art oh, yeah, does life <laughs> imitate art? Yeah. Does life yeah. imitate art, dude? And what here's the worst part. I'm barefoot right now. It sounds like you got a roguelike going on right now at home I in know. real life. <laughs> You're just trying to look, in the wrong spot. A risk versus reward for the story, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to look cool getting through the because I feel so awesome right i'm trying to do cool like moves trying to get through the level i fall off a cliff i take a little bit of damage no big deal i'm flashing but it's okay there's no bad guys in the level <laughs> i jump right into a fucking trap trying to fucking look cool and the trap kills me and then no more red key <laughs> oh the whole thing falls apart and just like right now i have to be very uh, <laughs> careful about my next step <laughs> there's nothing that would make this better this segment that you did was just fucking perfection. <laughs> that was great. Uh, unlike Returnal, I'm going to call Sam to come help me with her superpower of shoes that protects well, her. Well, I mean, that's the nice thing about Returnal, too, though, is that you can play with a homie, right? You can play with one person. You can do a co-op, just kind of like you and Sam tackling that uh, broken glass shard of dreams it's on true. the ground. <laughs> oh, now the cats are coming up. <laughs> <laughs> oh All right. You do what you got to do, dude. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I did want to say one more thing. There was a DLC uh, called the Tower of Sisyphus, which is just a straight wave survival. It takes away all the story, all the uh, exploration. Uh, you just go up a tower and just, you know, it's constant combat, which is the best part of this game. Hey, get out of here. And um, nice. and it, it was free on the PC version. You just have to get the grappling hook to get over to the Tower of Sisyphus. So that is awesome. I'm looking for I haven't played it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Somebody take the reins because I yeah, need to be cool. try not to bleed well, from my feet. I don't feel... Yeah, well, I mean, speaking, speaking of blood, <laughs> bloods, I, uh, I played this ridiculous game. Uh, I, I bring it to you, you know, every, every week or the weeks that I'm on. We got a weird fucking indie game. I got a weird one for you this time. It's great. It's called Hood Warfare. 
it is the story of um, Detroit got so bad with crime that all the cops and everybody left it. And all that's left is a gang warfare between the Bloods and the Crips. And so... <laughs> Um, there's not really Bloods and Crips very much in Detroit, uh, from what it's I know of the history of the gangs. <laughs> it is absolutely, it's an LA thing. Yep, the Bloods versus the Crips. However, they've had such an influence in a lot of other gangs across the United States that there was Seven Mile Bloods for a while, and there is a West Side Crips. So, like, they kind of have them, but they, they're kind of. I don't know, like the, I wouldn't say like old news, right? But like, it's not, it's not as prevalent as obviously you would see in the Bloods and Crips fighting each other in places like LA or Texas, or I think Maryland was another state that still has a lot. But anyway, this is a lot like um, a really, actually, this is probably more like Counter-Strike and it, it's, it's just shitty Call of Duty. <laughs> it's made by one dude. Trapstar Games is just one guy. I joined their Discord. There's 23 people on it. This is indie as fuck. This came out uh, like at the very end of January. It hasn't been out for super long. It's got very positive reviews. It's like $5. It's pretty cheap. There's a lot of different modes you could play. You can do Turf War, which is kind of like a King of the Hill thing. Um, there is Free For All. There's um there's just like there's like free-for-all in the sense that ev like every man on his own there's also just like essentially a team deathmatch thing that is you know there's the bloods versus crips and there's different maps and not a single fucking map is actually like detroit so <laughs> i think they just use some fucking city skin that's not detroit none of those maps to me look like detroit at all um but this game is hilarious at least just worth listening to the trailer because the narrator is pretty funny um and it, it is it's ridiculous however i will say that it's pretty busted um tag and uh, tag loro and i were trying to play and tag loro couldn't even play it is it cannot play on 4k monitors um so if you have a 4k monitor don't even waste your time buying it um it's yeah obviously got shitty graphics but it is also fun it was just like stupid fun you can peek and and you can run around there's various different guns you could be running around with a sniper or you start with an ak and you level up and there's progression like that but as far as i could tell it's really difficult to actually start a game with your friends um which is such a shame because this is the perfect kind of game that is so stupid that it would be fun as fuck to just join a bunch of friends and like play with a bunch of friends and then just verse bots cuz you can play offline and you can just fight bots which that in itself is actually quite fun um i was having a blast laughing around just being like oh we got another in the op like it's just so ridiculous too the call outs and shit <laughs> <laughs> and um i had a blast doing that but this game would be so much more fun with like friends and that's kind of how it advertises it too is that you can play this with your friends but it's really i mean unless i have no idea how to actually form a party i mean we went through a lot of the settings in the main menu and trying to look for how you can actually join up with your friends or your friends join up with you. It seems like the lobby itself is like somewhat busted, but you know, it's one dude that made all of this. And so it's kind of like, I, I feel like it's, you know, there's a little bit of like a leeway of a pass, but there's just, it's so, 
in a sense underground and ridiculous the reviews are pretty hilarious i think i read somewhere one guy was just like before this game i was homeless and gay and now i'm a millionaire with two bitches like it's so ridiculous <laughs> it's so this game is super funny for the lulls and the memes and i feel like if you've got the money and you kind of want just some like stupid fun that's hilarious like it's four or five bucks it's not really a lot so if you want to do that but if you're tight on money or if you really want to be playing with friends i mean i maybe wait and see kind of how this game develops it's hard to do gang warfare without your gang that's right exactly man you're trying to do you know you're trying to get all the bloods together and or all the crips together and you're just you're just crimping uh, cripping and pimping by yourself you know with a bunch of bots it's not not as fun but it is still a pretty funny we did game. say the name of the game right hood warfare is the name of the yep game? hood warfare okay. and the entire time you're talking about that i don't know if this was on stream but yeah we it was Emilio just clean <laughs> i could stop laughing too. clean up broken glass he's, with a broom he's, he's moving so careful like i'm learning stuff from his technique it's like oh he's he's moving like you know, like, like uh, what's a slow yeah, animal? A is. sloth? I think he found a little piece. A sloth? No, dude. I'm look, moving like a stalker. Dude, I'm hunting pieces of glass. No, I think it was more sloth. Fridge. Like, when a sloth goes <laughs> to, like, an adjacent branch, he moves very carefully, and then he grabs that branch and moves over, like, so slowly. You know, specific movements. That's what you were doing, right? Well, I'm still barefoot. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh you got to be very... Um, I don't know. Uh, you got to choose your path here. Yeah. Anyway, um, where are we on the show? Is it well, time for my... Yeah, so that was, that was yeah. hood warfare. Yeah. <laughs> like the warfare going on between Emilio and the glass on the ground. Yeah. And I think well, we're, that's... We're moving uh, listener questions, for... but before we do, we should uh, shout out, uh, we got a sub from Recycled 55 Months. Damn. Big deal. Big deal. Whatever folks. happened to my... Um, Bobby thing. It's still Did there. Did you erase that? No. Okay, no. cool. Now's the time. Bobby, uh, you we've heard that you've been a cowboy, an astronaut, a uh you uh did some upholstery work. I found I found pictures from all your previous life, actually. Uh go ahead and post that picture there. Oh my god. Yeah, I've yeah, dude. I've found it. Is this you? Damn. Yeah, dude. This is him from all his previous lives, and obviously he had different <laughs> He had different IDs throughout his all, all his thing. So oh, wow. Sam, Sam found that picture and she's like, "Is this Bobby?" And I was like, no, I, don't think, <laughs> "I don't think it is." It looks just like you, dude. It and does look like a little one. Dude. Yeah, I can see that. The, yeah. I don't see anything. The weird thing is that I'm through sure. time you haven't aged. No. Can you Maybe. put it on the screen? Yeah, it's, it's oh, on the screen. Yeah, it's on the stream, but it's not on. Oh. Uh, ah uh, oh, these two tabs house. i know the tabs Zoot. oh my goodness <laughs> all right yeah there we but, go <laughs> yo this is this is wild <laughs> you know what though i will say i have one of those faces that i don't know people always come up to me and just like oh hey you, it's you from the thing and i'm like no you're the guy no, from the not. michigan ids it's you from the thing yeah i was gonna say i was like hey i recognize those ids my id looks like that i mean i don't look like wolverine but <laughs> oh my god i feel like i'm gonna cut my foot okay um what else oh i a little plug for our merchandise it's funny so when I, right before we started shooting at uh, at John's house, I said, hey, did you guys see the sales that we made on T-shirts? And Bobby and Christian were like, 
no. And I was like, well, I mentioned it on the podcast and it actually worked. And it turns out it was me. I made the sale. <laughs> Sam, Sam bought me some t-shirts and uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing <laughs> one right now. <laughs> Chris, Chris, you can't handle it. Just the, the, fun, the glass thing. It's a glass thing. The t, the t-shirts, dude. You gotta, you gotta watch out for me, man. You can't, you can't be doing this fucking shit. Oh man! I'm glad. She, so she bought you as a as a surprise, but because as you get surprise. those emails, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, kind yeah. of spoiled. Dang, that sucks. Oh, that's but. so funny. Yeah. So, but, um, not all the sales came. Some, somebody actually bought some t-shirts apart from, but anyway, I want to show this one off. This is our, uh, Bioshock inspired, uh, t-shirt <laughs> yeah. uh, in blue and in tri-blend, which it looks great. Uh, that one looks tri- awesome. Tri-blend is the shit. Yeah. yeah. Tri-blend. Yeah. Go she bought me another one. I got to, uh, I'll put, I'll wear that one next week. And also, uh, she bought me a Zangief shirt. So she, she's paying attention. Guys. Nice. Wow. Attention. Nice. That's awesome. I, I yeah. bought a poppy shirt. Anyone who's Canadian or who lives in another country, that's not the U S and who is going to buy this shirt. I bought the large cause that's the size I usually am. And it came from America and it's like a goddamn fucking circus tent on. Like it's big. It is big for big people, bigger than me. So just wash yeah. out. Well, I mean, you know that in America, we're, just, we're bigger people. Yeah. <laughs> I think height-wise, though, too. Like, I don't know. but It's a crop top. Maybe it came from Texas. Yeah. Everything's Probably bigger in Texas. Here. Wait, Christian, when, really did you, like... when did you buy that uh, poppy shirt? Uh, a long month? time ago. Before last year's oh, DLG. Came. I was going to say. I wasn't one of the confirmed sales. Yeah, if, that was, if, if you were the one other confirmed sale from last <laughs> that month. That would be hilarious. Oh. That'd be so good. Uh, uh, anyway, we have cycled. guys. We wouldn't have these T-shirts if uh, they didn't look cool. Go just check them out. It's a link. Um, go to dlgamer.net. You can get them on anything, man. Yeah, you, you can get them on anything. Good ones in there. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we got some listener questions here, so let's get to that. First one comes from Schmello. He says, "My listener question is more of a plea, Bobby. Please play Inscription. I absolutely loved this game." It's an indie card game with a super unique personality. Somehow a card battler mixed with mystery, mixed with a roguelike. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, I will uh, I will do that. So, Emilio, you have this game. I do. I have your account added. So I installed it. I haven't played it yet. But this is one of those games that I – it's been on my list for a long time because it's by the guy who made Pony Island. Like I, I've heard nothing but good things. The reviews are stellar. It's just – yeah, I, I do have to play this game. And yeah. I did not realize, I think it came up a week or two ago, that this game was a, a card battle game. And I didn't know that at first. I wasn't exactly sure how to categorize the game. But yeah, maybe, maybe this week. Maybe this will be the week. We'll, we'll see. But um, yeah, that's definitely on my list. To play. Yeah, and then if you figure it out, dude, please explain it to me. Because after 20 years of playing card uh, games, I don't know how the mechanics work. Even though I've like progressed. And I'm probably halfway through the game. I don't, I don't have a full grasp of how it works. So maybe you can explain it to me. Yeah, maybe. Ooh, maybe that's right, the first game that you play on your new PC, right? Maybe. <laughs> I do. That that is kind of a weird thing that I think about. Like, what's going to be the first game that I play on this? Jedi Knight Two: Fallen right. Order. <laughs> yep. 
Old Man Dade says, okay, Bobby, let's combine two of your loves, pitch a movie to the others that is based on your favorite typing game. Hmm. Hmm. What's my favorite typing game? I don't know. That's a good question. Type racer. The problem is like, how do you translate the fast paced nonstop action of a typing game into cinema like how how do you that's what you're supposed you to figure that? i'm trying to listen to this pitch dude i'm not convinced gotta tell you <laughs> can it be done i don't know um yeah i don't know i really liked epistory that was probably my favorite one i really do like house of the dead but that's everybody's favorite so i want to be a little more niche and say epistory um but uh you know what's funny? The uh, there is a House of the Dead movie, but it's absolutely terrible. It's one of those U bowl movies. But I don't know. I, the only thing I can think of is, what if it's like an interactive movie? What if you have to hmm. type in order to progress, and there's multiple choices? That would be a, yeah. No, that's good. I, I like where okay, this is going. Something here. Yeah, everyone has their oh, cell like phones because everyone has scene. that, and you connect to like a Netflix with like a jackbox and that's how everyone plays the game and you move through it like that that'd be cool dog shit dog shit here let me let me this is how you do it you do a squid games type thing but instead of like physical challenges you give them typing challenges and then if they get it wrong there something happens a computer fucking shards go you know yeah they die they die there we go yeah yeah i like that idea that's a good one Mm -hmm. that's a good one (laughs) typing death games Oh, oh, speaking about yeah, couch I co-op. Think, I think I'm sold on Emilio's pitch. Yeah. Yeah? He wasn't the I pitcher. I never saw Squid Games, but yeah. <laughs> that does sound better. Speaking of which, I just broke a pitcher all over my all over the floor. It was a, actually, it was a Coke bottle. It, they, they, uh, they explode the most dangerously. It's not like a glass where it's big shards. I got millions of tiny diamonds all over my floor. Do they only make... Coke glass Coke bottles in Mexico now is that yeah I think so yeah I mean it might be here as a oh this is something you guys probably don't know in podcast land in San Diego and Southern California you can buy Mexican Coca-Cola in glass um, which is more highly sought after because it uses sugar cane from the sugar cane other than rather than um, high fructose corn syrup and a lot of people uh enjoy the flavor a lot more so it's pretty rare though even in san diego well i don't know if i get further down south that i see it more but i i don't usually see those in glass bottles at the taco shops here and there like sometimes they'll have it but it's um it's hard to find although i think in other parts of the united states it's pretty much impossible to get coke in a glass bottle but Mm -hmm. i don't agree with that I just was in a. I was just at a like a Mexican market in Pittsburgh and saw them. That you can oh, get okay. them, but it isn't. It isn't easy either. Like, but it's it's not impossible. You do okay. have to go to like the Mexican markets, though. Yeah, no, so it's like where, it's wherever you find here. Mexicans, you'll find you'll find Coke in a glass <laughs> bottle. Oh, that's good to know. It is. It, it does taste better. I don't really like soda, but I can taste the difference. Um, Pyronical asks, how much do I have to donate to see Bobby get drunk during the podcast? Why are all these questions targeted at me? <laughs> and uh, there isn't enough money in the world, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the uh, ship has sailed. Not enough money in the world. 
So last, but he week, can try, right? He could try. You can try. Yes. I mean, we'll we'll start the bidding at two billion dollars. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> two billion dollars to Patreon. Two billion. Do I hear two billion? <laughs> yeah. Um, last week we had some concerns because we hadn't heard from Warconius in a while, and that is very unusual. And I believe he left us a little voicemail. Okay, let's see with this new, you know, fancy technology. What's going to happen? Yeah, let's see if it will play for us. Hey everyone, it's Warconius. Um, I noticed you guys were wondering if I was alive. I'm alive. And well, just busy with work, uh, travel, and then tons of family stuff. Uh, and then lots of snow in Vancouver, which is really weird. Uh, don't have a question, but want to let everyone know that uh, Humble Bundle uh, has an amazing uh, games, comics package. Uh, and all the proceeds go to the earthquake relief for Turkey and uh, Syria. So check it out. Okay, see ya. All right. Cool. Did that come through loud? How was that? It was a little quiet. So maybe oh, in the future, turn those up. But uh, yeah, it's always good to hear from Morconius. That guy is the busiest person I've ever seen. He is always doing something. He's got a big old family and he's always out there wheeling and dealing and traveling. But uh, Humble Bundle, yeah, that's a really good bundle. He posted that in Discord. It's a great deal and, you know, it's a very good cause. Humble Bundle, they, they always have these really, really good bundles. It's worth checking out. Um, but shortly after he posted that, he did type out, actually, I do have a question. What are your thoughts and on, and, uh, history with the ghost recon games past and present? They've gone through phases originally being hyper-realistic, then Vegas being more uh, COD-like and now Wildlands. It's basically a more serious co-op just cause. Um, have you guys played the ghost recon games? I only played Wildlands for like two hours, so I can't really even speak. Days? I have not. No, I haven't played any of them. I didn't even know they did switch to more casual mechanics. The last Ghost Recon I played was, yeah, the super hyper-realistic tactical. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I've always assumed they were. Um, I did play one. I want to say it was Wildlands, but I couldn't run the game. I tried to, and I actually had some technical problems, which is very unusual for me. And the game just wouldn't run for me. And, and I do like the idea of a more serious um, just cause, like a co-op game like that. One of my favorite games when I was younger that I could never play because I just couldn't find people to play with was the old Rainbow Six games. You could play those. Everybody played multiplayer, and that's all they wanted to play was versus. But you could play those games in co-op mode. And it was, you would go on a mission, and everybody would play individual characters with their own kits. And you had to slowly go through the level and take down the enemies and retrieve the hostages. And it was like, I don't know, it was like payday 25 years before or 20 years before that game came out. You know, it was so mm. cool. I loved it. There was this great level with a pirate it was like at a, a disneyland type theme park and there's this pirate land uh themed ride that you had to sneak through but the problem was nobody wanted to play those the co-op version of that game they just wanted to play the multiplayer so i don't know maybe i'm missing out on the ghost recon games but that's an area that i haven't really played too many games in bobby the uh the culmination of the original book uh rainbow six by tom clancy it ends at a theme park, which is uh, probably where they got that from. Um, mm. 
great book, by the way, if you ever want to get into Tom Clancy stuff. Uh, Tom Clancy's stuff was so accurate that, like, he got investigated by the. They're like, "How are you? How are you predicting geopolitics so well?" And uh, it's just, a, yeah, he just kind of saw. I think mm-hmm. he was a student of the game, if the game is the world warfare. Yeah. A lot of games made after his, and a lot of movies made after his books too. Yeah, like there was. Yeah. He just got turned into a lot of stuff. Um, Warconius also asks, would you ever buy a place in Mexico? I know a lot of people are planning to get condos in PV or Merida. PV, Puerto Vallarta, Puerto Vallarta. I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know about that other place. I've never heard of it, but I do know that it's illegal for non-Mexican citizens to own property down there. So everybody that told you that, be careful uh, that they're not all getting scammed at the same time. They, you can buy like you can buy timeshares, you can own timeshares, and you can also own property for limited times. It has to be like five years or something like that, and you'll own it, but you have to give it back at the end. So it's like a rental, basically. I, I mean, say, maybe I know that you can rent too, right? Because I remember reading articles about like a, a big issue kind of going on was that a lot of people in San Diego were moving down to Tijuana and then getting global entry and just working from there because rent was so much cheaper uh, than in San Diego tons of people tons yeah. of people yeah. i uh i know a few people that do that and uh yeah you use the global entry you pass in 10 minutes the downsides are you know um occasional blackouts sometimes your water doesn't work um uh, but other than that i mean you can live in a really nice spot that has their own generators and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, I know plenty of people who live down there and it, yeah it's uh it, it's crazy to me, but then I was talking to my friend who just moved out here from Alabama and he's like, Oh yeah, you know, we had a hurricane and we didn't have any power for five, five days. And I was like, five days. What did you do? The last time that happened out here in San Diego was 2011 (laughs) and it was for like an afternoon. And it, it was so weird. I was driving home from work and people were just hanging out in the street. Like they had nothing to do. And I was like, something's up, man. Like what's going on here? What did you do, Bobby? Uh, I tried to read a book. And it was horrible. It was... In 2011, <laughs> I tried to read a book and it was horrible. I was like, there's no power. There's you know no internet, nothing yeah. to do. I guess I'll read a book. And then like everybody, it was like, a, I don't want to say a celebration, but it was like an event. So like yeah. relatives came over to my house and they're just like, well, let's just hang out. And so my house was like real noisy and talkative because I got a big family. So I couldn't find a quiet place to read. But it like that's a, it was an event but like I can describe it in such great detail here but other people are just like oh yeah that happened last week you know and I'm just like really like how do you does that happen in Canada do you guys get stormed out and lose internet power occasionally yeah but I, I just well, I, well, I found humorous in your description of my whole family comes over and it's a big family but I couldn't find a quiet place to read <laughs> it's just like you'll just throw these uh, these twists into your story and then continue as if it's normal but everyone else is like wait what just was everybody sad? else would have put the book down when their family got there right yeah, yeah. Uh, hilarious. mine was my experience with the same blackout was completely different um so it was more than an afternoon dude it was like a day and a half with his which was a lot um the bars were giving away free beer and free boo uh free food because it was all going bad because uh, well, i live downtown so it was a different thing everybody walks everywhere anyway and i don't know how it happened but like it just got out that 
I had a bunch of meat because I always have a bunch of meat. So I started, I had to barbecue it all because <laughs> my freezer. So next thing you know, my girlfriend at the time and like, I don't know, 15 of her friends all came over and it was like 15 girls and me barbecuing meat steak for all these girls. I had a hell of a time. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. And you right. two had a hard time finding a quiet place to read your book, right? It's true. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Wait, was this was this blackout in 2011? This was the great blackout of 2011. Yeah, not to I be don't, forgotten. I don't even. I don't even remember it because it, it no, happens no, in Michigan sometimes. No, too, this was just in San Diego. Out. That's yeah. what I was saying. Oh, okay. That's why it was like happened, I don't. That was a normal the, day, man, for me probably. Yeah. No, no. That, that's what I'm saying. Like this happened once that I can ever remember in San Diego, and it was like like we still talk about it. Like remember that time. <laughs> That's, yeah. that, that checks out, dude. <laughs> it really does. It's probably like the one time you guys had like a big thunderstorm too. Do you, you happen to know when <laughs> where, that was? <laughs> where were you in the thunderhead? <laughs> well, it's been raining a lot out here and it's on the news. Like people are just, it's so funny. They're like interviewing people. They're just like, yeah, it's just so wet out here. It just, it just keeps coming down. <laughs> That's hilarious. When, when I was I'll living in New Zealand. when I drove. Oh, what? No, your story. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I remember when I was working and it like, it was fucking misting, you know, like with the uh, windshield wipers, if you just press up on it, you know, you can kind of manually use them and you do that maybe once or twice, or I did that maybe once or twice in my 15 minute drive to work and I get to work and everybody's just like, yeah, it's just raining so much. And if I keep getting weather like this, I'm going to be depressed. And I was like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> this light fucking yeah. mess. It's crazy when you go other places though. When I I lived in New Zealand for a little bit, and uh, I would turn on the news uh, in their winter, and uh, they would have like a whole half an hour hour segment on uh, like the frost levels on people's windshield, and they would go interview people like on the road, and they'd be like scraping their vehicle off, be like. Have you ever seen it this bad before? Like, no, no, this is one of the worst scrapes I've ever had to do. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yo, that honestly reminds me of when I went to Canada, dude, for your wedding. Because <laughs> it was like, I had just left and uh, the Supreme Court just overruled Roe v. Wade. And like, I turned on your guys' news and it's like, yeah, we got a lot of bugs this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah. Oh, bugs are always big problems. so too. nice. <laughs> got, a pretty, got a pretty serious bug situation over here. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what is it? It's you know, fun though. The great blackout of 2011. You mean when Skyrim was released? Was Skyrim in 2011? It yeah, was. it was 11, 11, right. 11. Yeah, it was. That's right. Uh, I remember that. No, unfortunately, during this blackout, you couldn't play any video games unless you had like a generator or something, I suppose. But oh, yeah. that's that's what I was doing during your guys' blackout. I was playing Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, probably. Weren't we all back then? That all so right, weird, that's our dude. last listener question. What's everybody playing next week? I will probably be playing Inscription, and I still got to check out that demo of um, Darkest Dungeon Two. And I hope, I hope to make the switch to the new computer. So the next time you see me, it's going to be on the new PC. But I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, everything goes smoothly. Uh, for me, it'll definitely be Returnal and. Um... Maybe that what was it survival rocket ship or whatever. Uh, I just bought it. So oh, Star Survivor. Star Survivor, yeah. 
for me, it's probably going to be, I'm going to try and play that Roblox game, Frontlines. I'm going back to Michigan at the end of this week for a wedding, which means I shouldn't be having internet issues for the next podcast because I will be on it and I should be able to actually play some games that I can't play here. So I'm craving some shooters, so I'll probably play uh, the Roblox game and uh, I don't know. I'd like to play Sons of the Forest as well, but I, I'm not playing that alone. I'll have nightmares. <laughs> and for Nick, I'll speak for Nick. He's going to be playing uh, Let's Move Our Life Stuff to Another State. And hopefully that goes well for him. That's a that's a big endeavor. For sure. Yeah. Christian, what are you playing these days? Oh, man. I feel like next week I'm going to talk a lot about uh, Astroneer and this little mm. tavern, this little indie run your own tavern game that uh i don't know it's basically an idle game but i'm having lots of fun with it so is it soda dungeon nope called oh. tavern keeper mm. all right i guess that's a show uh speaking for the absent nick uh christian bobby amanda and myself um astroneer tits Last break in titties. I played that game. It's pretty good, Astronaut. It's a multiplayer? Oh, yeah. That's the. Uh, every Tuesday we go on, me and my buds. That game got a lot better. Oh, shit. It, not so this is the long version of the outro. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Extended remix. <laughs> <laughs> Just cut it, dude. I'll fade it out. No, no, no. We can't cut it. Okay. You got cool. it. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> All right. Dude, you missed the, that was the best part. Diddly, diddly. Wait, wait. <laughs> we'll get it next time. Sorry. Oh, no. my God. All right, I'm ending oh, the stream. Thanks, so everyone. Bye.